manage an argument, opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by a rump. Hi everyone, it's that time of the week once again where we sit three men in front of a microphone, throw them a race card and say tip. One or two of them throw them in the dustbin and one or two of them actually produce a few winners. Delighted to welcome you to this week's Champs.ie podcast. And let me introduce the three wise men. Uh, and it's up to you to decide which one brought the gold. The man with the headphones on is newly married and goodness me, hasn't he aged in the last eight weeks? <laughs> Barry Doyle, also the producer of this epic production and the two young upstarts. Running groom of the Irish field, Mr. Dependable, tips horses that he actually thinks will win. And a man who also trains horses, let alone tips winners, sometimes the two are the same, Mr. Thomas Coyle. There are your panel for this week, a week which has some very good racing in the UK on Saturday, two big handicaps, one at Warwick and the other at Kempton. And of course, a big day at Punchestown on Sunday, not just Bob Ollinger, but the Moscow Flyer, and let's not forget the Amateurs Grand National, which I see they've put on last in the hope they'll all get home before nightfall. Let's um, go straight in then, and we're going to start at Warwick, something we don't do very often because um, it's a toss-up between Warwick and Kempton, and this is Warwick's big day of the year. Some great two action, but the feature race is the staying handicap chase at three o'clock. It is the Agatur UK Classic, and uh, a field headed by Corak Rambler for Lucinda Russell and Derek Fox. Remember, they won this in 2017 with one for Arthur, who went on to win the National, and not a chance is trying to win it for the second year running. Do you think he has a chance, Ronan? Um, he definitely has a chance, uh, Mike. Um, he comes here on the same mark when he won before. Um, now, he doesn't come in the same type of form. Um, he's been pulled up in three of his last four starts, which is a bit of a worry. But uh, I'm reading positive reports uh, from the jockey Tom Cannon. He, he was bigging him up uh, this week. So um, of those at the top of the market, I thought he'd be the one I'd side with. But I'm going to go for a bigger price here. I just want to take on a couple, as you said, uh, Jericho Rock is uh, is the favourite, and Corrick Rambler is there, and it is very interesting that Lucinda Russell goes for this with with him. Uh, I think she sees him as a, a Scottish national horse, so it's interesting that she comes here. But I thought the form of his race was a bit disappointing the last day; didn't work out great. And the other horse, the Pipe Horse Jericho Rock, is is very unexposed. But I think this is a, a rough and ready type of race. You you need a bit of experience to get around. Warwick can be sharp track, takes a lot of jumping. Um, and I'm just going to go for one at a bit, bit of a price. I like um, one for the good doctor here, uh, going all the way down the market to uh, Manila and Encore. Um, most of our Irish listeners and probably a lot of our English listeners will know he, he was with M Willie Mullins before. He was useful enough over hurdles. He didn't. He won his bumper at Fairy House. Um, he won two bumpers, actually. Didn't get off the mark over hurdles, but he's just the type that uh, Richard Newland does well with, obviously. Most famously did well with Peter DeRay coming out of Ireland. And he picked this fellow up and he's got him going this season. He's won two of his three starts, one by 24 lengths, the other by 18 lengths. I just thought he was a big price. He's uh, he's come up in the weights. He's up to 137 now, but he's just going the right direction. And he's a 10-year-old, but he's a lightly raced 10-year-old. 
so it's kind of the right blend of uh, age and kind of scope to improve so you know he's, he's not a certain stayer but a lot of them aren't in this race Bard likes another chance um so i'll side with him at 20 to 1 mike uh, i thought that was a good price which you do of course trains just down the road and it's almost his local track um but it is a question of stamina mr coyle um yeah what, where has your pin landed well, for putting the focus on stamina, I, I picked uh, Venetia Williams. I know he's a 12-year-old, but Achille, um, he was fourth in the Welsh National. Um, he plugged on, he's a lightweight. I think the young lad, you Nugent, wrote him, he's a lightweight. So he's up near top weight, so he, he's coming down in grade a bit. Um, but I, I, I watched him that day. He just plugged on, plugged on, plugged on. So he's he's one that's going to keep going. So for the each way kind of money, and he's about eight or nine to one. Um, Venetia, Venetia Williams is flying at the minute. She's she's working at over twenty percent. Horses are flying, um, and he, it's a typical race for her. Um, soft ground chase. It's kind of made for. I know he's an old timer, um, but he'll definitely be rattling away. Another couple. Um, one that's very interesting is the skeleton horse. Um, paddle your own canoe. He ran a cracker on comeback after maybe fifteen months off the last time. Um, he has been placed in bigger handicaps of 140. So America 135 here looks lenient. Um, he's only beaten five lengths and his return over in a hurdle race. So hopefully you'd imagine that would have sharpened him up a lot. So he definitely has a chance. And one more I picked is the kind of um, the Evan Williams team. Um, he's won some big races on Saturdays for the last while. I remember Don Levant, who we'll talk about later on. And he won that big veterans chase last weekend um, as well. So um, no rematch. And Adam Wedge comes here this weekend as well, which is always um, a plus. He was disappointing on reappearance in Exeter, all right. But um, his debut over fences was good. Um, he's very unexposed over fences. He's only had the two runs. But he signed off last year with, his, um, with a good win and a novice handicap. Um, so he could be open to a lot more um, improvements. So he's definitely one for a team that knows how to win these big handicaps on a Saturday. So no rematch um, would definitely be there thereabouts as well. You're on mute, Mike. Mike. Right, so you've muted yourself. If you, you've muted yourself, Mike Vince. Um, <laughs> say that... Um, you look at it, you think of Chirica Vallis, one of two the JP, who hasn't been seen since beating Kitty's Light at Chepstow in October. So it's going to be interesting if anything comes out of this for the Grand National. Um, Thomas Cole was talking about ones that need improvement. Here's the master of improvement. Mr. Doyle, what do you make of this? Yeah, the, the lads are overcomplicating this, I think. I think the favourite goes and wins, and there's probably still juice in, 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 in the price. Um, He's very likely raced. He's only had, what, six runs? Thomas talking about Achille. Um, some plenty of experienced uh, rivals here. But he was a he was a big eye catcher for me at Newbury. Um, and I think he ran into one uh, who's um, just came up short to St. Palais, who's got up a good 27 pounds uh, and was going for three on the bounce. Uh, but the eye catcher for me was... Jericholt uh, Rocket, the pipe uh, horse. I think, um, yeah, his, his jumping was good. He was kind of on the inside the whole way around, but travelled um, very much in uh, Tom Scudamore's hands on the day. And I just, I just, I just feel as though 
Um, there's probably still juice in the price at four to one. Um, and we know we know we know Mr. Pipe and the big setter handicaps. I, I think he's I think he's very progressive this horse and he's had one up. one winner in his last thirty three runners. That'd be very very well I'll put it to you like this, Tom Kyle. Um, this horse ran 17 days ago, and, and only for he ran into Saint Palais, he would have been he would have been a winner. So uh, he's got up six pounds. Uh, this horse, I think, is in good form, um, and the weight is reasonable. He carries 11 stone three, so uh, he goes and wins. Okay, so let's move on from there, and a quick look at the supporting card. A couple of interesting graded races. We've also got, of course, Sadi Ballet running in the Pertemps Qualifier. Race that he's won the final twice and was second in the world hurdle, and they chucked him into the qualifier. Gordon Elliott has, which is the race that follows the feature. We've got the Ballymore Leamington at 225. Uh, Surrey Quest on a hat trick for the Henderson team, probably going to go off favorite. And then we've also got the Wingley Group Hampton, which is all about our guest, um, Adrian Heskin, and three under through five we'll talk about that in a moment but how do you see these just a brief word about them uh, uh ronan first of all yeah mike um randomly enough i was at this day um in six years ago when black hercules and uh thomas hobson won these two grade twos william mullen sent them over uh, and i just don't think we have that type of horse here this year uh bar maybe true under true five three under true five I've liked him so far. He's obviously in the, the Hampton novices chase. He looks like a penalty kick for him. Interesting to hear what Adrian Heskin has to say because he's obviously sat on him uh, for all of his wins. And he's he hasn't beaten much three under two five, but he's done well on the clock. He, he's always put up a nice performance on the clock. So it's kind of backed up his his performances. And I think he should take care of that grade two. Um, in the hurdle, I'm not going to take much time on this because I, I, I'm, I, I'm, it's not a race I have a huge opinion on. Uh, Surrey Quest, obviously, uh, going the right direction, won his last two starts, and you obviously respect Henderson, um, but it just looks a minefield of a race full of horses that are improving, um, and, you, and you don't know what, what stage they're at, you know. Um, party Business, obviously, was going to run a big race in the... Uh, in the shallow hurdle last time when he came down, he was a big price there. He probably was going to outrun if his odds might have been second. So he'll be interested to see who he gets on. Like he kind of sets a bit of a form standard, so you know what type of race it's going to be or what what sort of standard they can run at. He's a good, he's a good yardstick, but it's not a betting race for me. So um, I think there are better opportunities, um, Kempton and the like. So I stick to there. Anything to add, TC? No, not really. Um, the Three under two five looks as as you said a penalty kick. Um, his one blip that he got bet he he beat that horse um of Kim Bailey's since so he's put that right and um, jumps well yeah just interesting um obviously I don't think he'll win that but it's interesting to see Mossy Fenn um come back and he's with the Christian Williams yard he could be a horse now to look further on maybe at Cheltenham in a, in a handicap later on. Um, Christian's horses are running well at the minute as well, so he could be something a bit interesting down the line. And just in the hurdle, yep, um, party business, as you said, it just showed that his maiden hurdle winner in Ascot was no fluke because he was running the nice race in that which that race that's um, Nicky Henderson stage, Jay started or, or not Nicky Paul Nichols, isn't it? Um, he was running well in that. And the other one in that race that I give a chance, um, Staghorn. 
Um, he's rated very high on the flat. I think he's about 105 nearly um, on the flat. And he done it well in Hereford the last day. He'd be a good yardstick for hurdles. He'd be the horse that was rated 122 over hurdles, um, which is good for you know your first day out that you can put it up and show that you're beating a decent handicapper. Um, you'd imagine there'd be a lot of improvement in his jumping and that from that. So um, he's one to look um, to look at in that race as well. Harry? Um, yeah, the 150. Obviously, we're going to hear from Adrian Heskin. Um, I do agree with Ronan. I, you know, we all think remember the day that Black Hercules Thomas Hobson. Um, I don't think this card uh, has been as strong for the last couple of seasons. Uh, three under true five. Obviously, the the class horse in here. Um, he does give quite a bit of weight away. At, well, it's five five pounds um, to mint condition. Um, and this horse ran a cracker last year in the Leamington. Um, was only beaten the neck by Adramel. Now, I'm not sure how well the farm has worked out. A couple of the horses in behind, um, the likes of Midnight River, um, went there with, I suppose, with, with, with a big reputation to the um, Leamington last year. Um, the horse I liked as well, JB1. So how well that Leamington is after working out, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But um, he impressed me, actually, the way he grounded out last time um, at uh, Haydock. Was on bottomless ground over two miles six, and I just think he, he gets a bit of weight here. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run, uh, outrun his, his 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 odds and get maybe a little bit closer to to three hundred true five than people expect. All three hundred true fives winning, albeit he's won a bumper on soft uh, ground uh, that has been good in the description. And listening to Adrian, we'll hear him speaking. Um, he did mention about the the you know his ideal conditions um, would probably have good in it. Um, so. Mint condition. We know he handles the track. Uh, he jumped. He jumped well um, on on his, his starts over fences. He will stay, and he gets weight. Um, so, I think he could maybe outrun. He, he possibly should be shorter in price. Which I don't know. In that case, does it make him a bet um, here? I think three hundred two five is plenty short for this. Later on in the season, um, I would be interested in three hundred two five for something like a national hunt chase. He's that type of profile, but I think. Given the conditions on this track, mint condition could run well. Um, I did like Nicky Henderson's horse, who is favoured uh, for the Leamington. Um, when he got to the front, um, he's only had what two starts over hurdles, but when he got to the front last time, he was doing an awful lot of gawking. He was looking around. He was he was idling. There was a lot more in the tank um, with this Surrey quest. And uh, we all know how strong um, Nicky Henderson's novice hurdlers are this season. He's made no secret um about and this this fella could could have a lot more to come uh he's already rating of 135 uh won very cozy last time as i say and um yeah i'd be i i would be fancying him uh to go and do the business here it's not very original i don't think there's much in the race and uh yeah i'd, I'd fancy him to back it up and stay unbeaten um over okay well, we move straight on to kempton you know, you move much faster than you do in an airline when you join the champ.ie weekly podcast. We take you to destinations and places and horses that nowhere nowhere else does, that's for sure. Um, and um, let's look at the Coral Lanzarote. Uh, 20 runners won last year by a 66 to 1 rag. Um, N. Henderson's won two of the last four, and he's got the favourite in this uh, in Marie's Rock, who won. On Boxing Day's currently favourite, others at the top of the market, the Nichols runner Jolino Bello, 
who was a good second last time to Blazing Kyle of uh, Charles Burns's, and also towards the top of the market, Green Book for Venetia Williams going for a hat-trick, and Earth Lord, another one going for a hat-trick for Philip Hobbs's team. Mr Coyle, would you like first innings on this? Um, yeah, look, it's, it's a well, good... Well, you're first innings on it, whether you want it or um, not. Yeah, I don't know if I want it now, but um, yeah, look, it's a good competitive handicap. Um, the favourite for me deserves to be it. Um, I, I just have my questions about Marie's Rock in a, in a big field handicap like this. She's She was very impressed, visually very impressive the last time, but I just have one worry. The winning she does has been in small, seven, eight fields. She ran in one good handicap where 17 runners, and I don't know did she really enjoy the hustle and the bus love. She'll um, win the Carroll Cup. Jeez, like, that's a bit of an understatement there. No, <laughs> uh, no I couldn't have her. But um, just I'll run through a couple of these. Um, I think Don Levant, um, as we said earlier, the Williams have been doing well on Saturdays. She ran well against Stormy Ireland. Um, you have to realise she gave Stormy Ireland five pounds as well in that race in Cheltenham the last day and um the daughter Isabel I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have been able to claim her five pound in a grade two or grade three so she's coming back into a handicap where she's going to get that five pound as well and um, she'd be there I like Eric Lord Um he done it really well in Win Canton I know off the lower weight but he probably improved again to win the conditional conditional jockeys hurdle in um Ascot after he he definitely was worth more than three quarters of a length and I think he's a big he's a horse that's I think has a big future and whatever he does over hurls is going to be a, a bonus because whatever when he goes jumping fences uh, I think he could be a very very good horse. It's 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 a look it's a hard handicap to get your head around it's you, you can't have a hugely strong opinion but it's it's there it's a it's a great betting race and I've backed two in it already. Uh, I love the profile of um, Venetia's horse there, um, Green Book. Uh, he was a fairly useful sort in the flat. He was uh, fifth, I think, in a Queen Alexandra um, at Royal Ascot on soft ground. I think this sets up lovely for him. He's a young, progressive horse over hurdles. He's only had four starts. He's won his last two. Um, and this is, is 20 runners. They're going to go a strong pace here. And it's going to be on soft ground, I'd say. And it's going to set up for something to come home and stay well over the trip. And I, I think he's a, a, a strong stayer at this two-mile-five trip. So he was my selection out at the top of the market. I guess the kind of clamour around Marie's Rock, she's been well-backed most times. She's ran and she got it together uh, over the course and distance here on St. Stephen's Day. Um, and Jolino Bello, a lot of people will be watching him uh, keen-eyed towards Blazing Cal, who's she, he's obviously quite strongly linked with that form for the... Albert Barfield favourite. I'm going to have one wild swipe um, at the bottom of the mark or the bottom of the market there and take a chance on uh, Monte Cristo for uh, Nicky Henderson. He's 40 to 1. But I'll take the each way on, on the six places here. Uh, look, he, he um, was a bit, bit of a drifter on his comeback run at Newbury, probably suggesting that he probably wasn't ready. Uh, and he was pulled up there, Julie. But he won over this course and distance. He won the same race that uh, Marie's Rock won on St. Stephen's Day last year uh, at Kempton. And he was unlucky. I backed him for the Carl Cup. He was unlucky. A horse fell in front of him just as he was trying to make his ground. Um, he's six pounds higher than his last win here at Kempton over the course and distance. And I'm just going to track him in the market. I've backed him already at 40s. I might have a go again on Saturday morning to see if there's uh, 
any sort of positivity for him given his, his proven record over this uh, course and distance. So two for me are Green, Buck and Monte Cristo. You see he's lost his shirt already. He just needs to lose that sweater for a full house. Um, Barry? We're probably going to have mentioned every single horse in the race by the time I come along. But anyway, um, I think Jelino Bello... Um, I think he probably he probably deserves to be favoured. Um, Marie's Rock's gone up. She she impressed me actually last time. Um, I backed her and she went. She's gone up nine pounds, I think, for the win. Um, but like I said, I think the given Nikki likes this race with with a point or two the um, Coral Cup, and I think Marie's Rock, um, he's a fantastic record in the, in in the Coral Cup. So there could be targets um, later on in the spring for the likes of her. Um, Jelino Bello is a horse I, I've liked all season. Um, a bumper winner last year for Paul Nichols. Rona mentioned the former Blazing Cal. He's obviously locked horns with him twice. He's favourite for the Albert Bartlett, uh, and I think rightfully so. Um, the thing I like about this horse is it's soft ground. He's coming back to a flat track. Uh, he's won at entry uh, on ground that probably wasn't ideal. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's having his fourth start now over hurdles. Um, he's going to obviously... Um, in, in terms of experience, you know, it's 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 gonna he's he's obviously gonna come into the race with a lot more uh, experience. And look, off a mark of one hundred and thirty-eight, he's actually dropped two pounds uh, from his original uh, rate mark given one hundred and forty. Uh, I think that's workable here. And uh, yeah, as I say, on soft ground at Kempton, just given his the way his his run style, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this horse turns out a lot better on a flatter track like Kempton. Um, so. There's probably still juice in his price. I'd have him of the front two. I will give you one at a bigger price. Uh, Highway 102. Um, came back to winning ways last time at Taunton. Um, I was a, it was a decent winner, uh, to be fair. He's got up £5 for that. He is a course winner. Um, he's a big old price of 25 to 1. He could run well um, for each way b- b- backers. Um, but as I said, Jelino Bella for me. I'll just throw one more in the mix, go right to the very bottom. We've got a hatch exhibit called On My Command, who's actually two from two for Harry Fry and Jonathan Burt. Yards in good nick might go well at a half decent price. Well, there again, it might not. Um, let's move on to the rest of the Kempton card. And we must look at this, uh, albeit briefly, at uh, this Coral Sylvaniaco Conti, grade two, two and a half miles for 80 grand. Just four runners, which is slightly disappointing. Um, and who would have thought it? Daffy Desoy, the former champion chaser, the outsider of the quartet, Mr. Fisher, the favourite. Um, you can't really put a line through any of these with any confidence, can you, Ronan? No, absolutely not. I, I wrote the preview for I wrote a preview for this race earlier in the week, and it's just been ripped apart by the, the declarations that you had Master Tommy Tucker, Dashiell Drasher, and Fanyan Fanyan Destreval in there, and I thought it would set up lovely for Fanyan Destreval coming with those two kind of dueling up front. But all three of them obviously aren't declared, and and the race is a bit disappointing now. It's it's uh, as you said, it's eighty thousand pound grade two, and you're you're scratching your head looking at it. I guess Mister Fisher pulled up in the in the King George, albeit they went very fast in the King George, so it would have been a tough run for him on his run back. So you can't excuse him that, and he and he comes out top rated here. So you can see why he's in favours. I just just wouldn't be for me at seven to four. Um, off the back of that run, and I kind of 
by process of elimination, you're kind of looking at El Dorado Allen. Look, he's he's seems limited to me. Um, did well to win uh, Exeter. Um, the the Holden Gold Cup. Obviously, that's nice form. Uh, that race has worked out really well, but kind of showed his limits then when he was third in the Peterborough to first flow. Um, so he's he, out of all of these, he's he's proven over the trip and he's he has a reasonable standard of form. Like Rouge Reef, obviously coming up in trip, you don't know if he's going to stay. And Deffy Desoil just seems to have gone off the boil altogether. So Eldorado Allen would be the most solid out of the four for me, Mike, but it's uh, it's just not a appeasing betting heat at the moment. Tommy Coyle. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have much to add to that. It's 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 four I came down on Eldorado Allen as well. I thought the extra furlong he did plug away at the end the last day, so I thought the extra furlong might suit him. Rouge Viv, I, I've written down here, I think he's beaten four horses in his last four runs. So you couldn't be having him. Um, Mr. Fisher, as Rona said, too hard of a race in, in, at Kempton for me. And Deffy DeSoil, if you're going on, on his last run through loss and translation and what he done in Kempton as well, for £80,000, it's it's a shocker. And I'd be staying away from it. Um, Barry. Two old flames in here, Mr. Vince. Rouge Fifth and Eldorado Allen. Um <laughs> Tom, to, to be fair, uh, you make a good point about Rouge Viv. It's a massive worry. Um, his form. It could we could turn around on Saturday evening. You could be saying this is a, a, a fantastic bit of placing by Paul Nichols. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I think the ground is 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 a worry, isn't it? Um, he's always been a better horse on better ground. Um, El Dorado Allen, fantastic jumper, will appreciate the step up and trip. Um, couldn't entertain any of this Mr. Fisher, Deffy DeSalle talk. Um, they were just, Deffy DeSalle's run the last time. I just I can't really get over that, to be honest. I fancied him. Uh, everything was right for him. The stars had aligned uh, and he still um, ran the way he did. Eldorado Allen, for me, um, is a horse that, you know, we know he's in in decent form. Second in an Arca last year. Um, he is, as I say, going up in tripping. Um, with the spring festivals in mind, he could be one that, we could surprise a few if worry to go and win this. Um, I, I do believe in this horse and I have done. Um, I think he's I think he's talented and uh, I'd be expecting look, I'd be, he's a bet here for me at nine to four, but I'd be expecting the horse to continue to progress as the season goes on. And anybody, um, hands up, got anything else to say about Kempton? Any hands going up? No, no, you're scratching your nose, or is that your hand up, Ronan? No, anyway, we're going to move on. In that case, before we talk about Punchestown on Sunday, which is a cracking card, um, let's hear more then from Adrian Heskin. Remember, he's a, a young Irishman who started life really riding for Michael Hurrigan, and he came across the Irish scene. Now he rides for the McNeil family, and he's got this very important ride at Warwick. Let's hear about that and other things. And he's been in conversation with somebody called Barry Doyle. Oh, delighted to have Adrian Heskin on the Chantilly podcast, joining us for episode number nine of the season. Adrian, I believe you were had a long trip down to Paul Nichols's today, and uh, it's an exciting weekend coming up for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, great to be on the show, Barry. Um, yeah, I was down in Paul Nichols this morning, just giving three under through five his finishing touches before his run in the 
Red too. Now was chasing Warwick on Saturday, and he's going there in good form. So yeah, exciting morning and exciting weekend ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose, how is life on the other side of the Irish Ocean, Adrian? Twenty-two uh, percent strike rate um, so far this season. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, no, look, I'm loving it over here. I'm very fortunate since I came over. I've came across some great people and lucky to be working for um, good people in the McNeil family. And it's given me an opportunity to work with some good trainers, the likes of Paul Nichols and Alan King, Ali Murphy, and um, a couple of trainers in Ireland as well, William Mullins and Gordon Elliott. So it's great to be able to ride for people like that. And uh, I'm here just over five years now and I'm really enjoying life. So, yeah, 300 through five, uh, Adrian. You sat on him today. Um, he's three from four over fences, uh, rating of 151 now. He's been well supported for the Hamden Novice Chase, which has always been a been a, a, a very competitive race with, with a view, uh, I suppose, to the spring. It's, it's thrown up some decent winners also. Um, how is the horse? You sat on him today. Yeah, he's, he's in great shape and as you say, he's three from four over fences. Um, I, I didn't ride him on his first start over fences in Chepstow. Harry Cobden rode him and he had a lovely introduction and he probably just wasn't sharp enough on the day, um, the horse, but he done nothing but improve since. He won well in Exeter and again in Cheltenham after that and, um, and he won Doncaster a great two in the meantime as well. So he's... Um, He's had a great season thus far, and if everything went smoothly on Saturday for him, um, you'd like to think he'd have a, a nice target in the spring. Yeah, and what, what type of horse is he? Like, what, what would you say is his biggest strength? Well, he's quite an unassuming horse because he, does, he doesn't do anything um, flash. He's not one of them horses that travels around on the bridle, but um, he's a great record. He's a bit workmanlike, but... His times of his races have been quite quite good, so he's not a plotter either. I think he's just a great, great attitude and a tough horse, and there's always plenty there to give you, you know? Yeah, and I suppose the one thing I didn't notice, most of his winning this season, Adrian, has, I suppose we've had good in the, in, in the ground description. Um, obviously, it's soft. The ground at the moment is, is, is soft and more. Could he be even better? On soft ground, he's won on soft before. He has won on soft, yeah. He won his bumper on rail ground in Chepstow. I actually think he's he's a better horse on good to soft type of ground. Um, he just finds life a bit easier on it. He gets a bit stuck in heavy ground. But um, Warwick was very testing last week, but we've had a dry week here. There's a bit of, bit of frost around. I don't think it'll be... It won't be heavy ground, certainly, on Saturday. So that that's not a concern for my part. But... Um, I think going into the spring, he'll he'll might even come a bit better. Yeah, and look, just you mentioned the springtime. Obviously, um, he's he's three, he's proven three times. You know, over three miles plus. I suppose the the national hunt chase. I, I've I've heard it been mentioned for uh, the horse. He looks to have the the ideal profile for that type of race. Is that the plan? Um, it, it'll be either that or the um, the March chase, the three mile one. Um, we look, we'll have to take in Saturday and see how that goes first. But 
he certainly looks one of the better three milers here in England at the moment. Um, so that it, that's also an option. Yeah, I said earlier on like he is rated 151. How far do you think he could go? Oh, sure. Look, he's. Um, I don't think we were anywhere near the bottom of him yet. Anyway, to be honest with you, Barry, um, he's. What he's doing, he's doing well. He, he's always a bit workmanlike, but um, as I say, he keeps getting the job done. So we won't know until he's beaten how good he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow obviously kicks off the weekend in terms of rides for yourself. Um, you're you're in. I suppose the bumper tomorrow. Uh, the McNeils uh, run run a horse by Kif Tara, horse by a horse called Butch. Um, thoughts on him. Thoughts on him. He's a, a lovely horse. Um, there's, for a newcomer's bumper tomorrow in Huntington, there's actually plenty of strength and depth to it. There's um, uh, Nicky Anderson runs a nice cap guard horse that's closely related to them man and Silverburn. Gary Moore has a four-year-old in there by Gentle Wave that's uh, getting a stone from us, so that's going to be hard to, hard to give away. But he's a very nice horse for down the, few, down the line. Um, and tomorrow isn't to be all and end all for him, but great to get these young horses started off on nice tracks, you know. Yeah, sure. Just just to come down, obviously we've been talking about the McNeil family. Uh, Tritonic, um, you know, he's 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 a horse. He's he's, he's one from four this season. Um, we last seen him run against Epitant, of course, in the in the Christmas hurdle. Uh, how has he come out of that race? And is there a plan yet for him? Yeah, um, the Christmas hurdle was kind of an afterthought, to be honest with you. Um, he won nicely in Ascot only eight days previous, I think it was. Um, and, you know, them two-mile handicaps, they're quite hard on horses because they go a relentless gallop. Um, he was only a four-year-old at the time, and uh, he's obviously five now. It's a tough year for, for horses, but um, the Betfair hurdle is the plan now in uh, Newbury. And... Um, Hopefully he can give us a good show on that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in something like the Christmas hurdle um, next year. We'd be hoping he could get up to that level um, just with an extra year under his belt. Yeah, he's a horse, I suppose, that went into the Cheltenham Festival last year um, with a fairly lofty reputation. Definitely didn't see him in his best light at Cheltenham last year. Um, I think he had a hard race and asked got his first run over hurdles probably he wasn't fully wound up for the day, but we couldn't leave it behind us either. And then he went to Kempton um, for the Adonis and Cheltenham Falls quite quickly after that. I don't know. I don't think it's a, an ideal prep rest for the Triumph Hurdle. With a juvenile, it's, it's just two runs very close together and he was probably gone off the boil. Um, but he won a hundred. It was a hundred grand handicap. He won in Ascot just before Christmas on Long Walk Hurdle Day. So, if he didn't win another race for the rest of the year, he's a job done this year and it's it's kind of a transition period just to get him to next season and see how far he can go then. Yeah, there's a horse I wanted to ask you, a horse that I've liked for quite some time. and he, I, Has he had his issues, uh, Adrian? I.K. Brunel. I.K. Brunel, yes, a lovely horse. Um, it, he did very well in his novice hurdle season and um, 
we lost his way a little bit then over fences. He had a hard race on his first run over fences in Fontwell. Then we ran him back in Warwick and he bumped in, not Warwick, Weatherby, sorry. And he was well beaten by Shan Blue uh, the same day. We didn't really realise what we were after bumping into there. And we reverted to going back hurdling. Um, maybe a little bit too soon we went back hurdling, but he seems to be after coming to himself with two nice runs this year. He won a Newbury handicap um, well on his last start. He's just a horse that takes a bit of time in between his runs, and um, that's what he's getting now. So looking forward to seeing him out within the next two weeks, maybe. Yeah, and I suppose he's, you know, he's 130 over over fences um, is the plan to, to stick down the same route over fences this season for the remainder uh, I'd be thinking so I think he's he's probably on a nice mark um, again uh, Max loves to support the Scottish national meeting in air so there's um, there's a good handicap over three miles for novices up there um, just good prize money on offer so that's his his end name for this season but um, he'll have a run or two in the meantime yeah, and just wanted to mention Kiltini Briggs. Uh, Jamie Snowden um, trained, obviously. Um, was a tough ask, wasn't it, in the in the Kato Star Novice Chase? I suppose, what type of field did he, did, did he give you? He is on a, is it a rating of 137, Kiltini Briggs? Yeah, um, look, there was, there was a small field in Kempton, that's why we went there with him. Um, he was a horse after his novice hurdle year. He got very bad colic and he never really hit the ground running last season. Um, he got off the mark in Haydock over fences earlier this year and we were just looking for somewhere to run him and we decided to run him in Kempton and he was by no means disgraced the same day. Um, if you look, he's after finishing third in a grade one, but handicaps are probably where his future lies. Will we see him at one of the, the spring festivals, Adrian? Yeah, he, he's possibly a horse. Um, we could aim him for the, the Ultima um, at Cheltenham. That was a, a race um, Max sponsored for many years. That was his business. So it's a race he loves having runners in. I wanted to mention one. Obviously, you're making the trip to Warwick, but Marie's Rock, you did ride her. That must have given you a good feel, did she, last time? She did. Um, to be fair, was my, that was my first ride for Nikki, actually. It was my first time sitting on the mare. Um, and the race, the race just really panned out for her that day, but she was probably the class act in the race as well. She got a hefty rise where she went up nine pounds, but... Um, Course and distance form around Kempton plays for a lot. And uh, if they go a good gallop for her on Saturday, she needs to come from off the pace. Um, I think she'll give Nico a very good ride. And um, I'll be watching intently and best looks in it. Yeah. I know you need a bit of luck on your side as well with um, 20 runners in the Lanzarote, but uh, she's enough boot. She'll be able to pick her way through them. And um, I can see her running a very big race. She's... Um, should definitely be one to watch over the weekend. Champ that he listers, is there any maybe young horse, maybe one that we 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 have yet to maybe see um this season or since the turn of the year that maybe you're keen to get on board again? Um we run a horse called uh, Shearer 
next weekend in Lingfield at the new meeting they've put on there, um, I think it's been called the Winter Millions, um, which is great, great initiative um, over here. Uh, Paul Nichols trains him. He runs there in the novice handicap hurdle. Um, he ran a couple of novices. The races didn't really pan out to suit him, but now that he's able to contest in handicap company, I think he'll start to progress and uh, he'll be a good ride next, it's either Friday or Sunday next week, so he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, fingers crossed for three under true five this weekend, of course, in the Hamden. Uh, best of luck with, with all your remaining remaining rides. And uh, for the rest of the season, Adrian Heskin, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much, Barry. Good to speak to you. Well, with due respect to the 116 or however many runners it is at Ferry House, two of which are trained by a certain T. Coyle, and when you hear his nap and next best, you know whether he fancies them or not. <laughs> a really good card at Punchestown on Sunday. Certainly is the premier card in Ireland this weekend. Uh, Going to be quite testing the conditions. But when you see some of those involved, the Skybet Moscow Flyer is the second race on the card. This has got a very good record uh, of WP Mullins winners that go on to the festival. And then you've also got the grade three killed in novice chase all eyes on bob ollinger a beginner's chase that could be anything it's normally fun and games watching it and then we end with the amateur riders grand national um but there's going to be a lot of interest but let's start then with this um moscow flyer and uh does this have wp mullins written all over it ronan yeah i think so uh mike my, myself and barry were, were kind of discussing this the other night and um Look, for me, just look, Dysart Dynamo's in there and Hawaii Game is in there and I think they'll both run. Dysart Dynamo's odds on. He, he was impressive at Cork. He won by 19 lengths. He recorded a good time. And as you mentioned, Woody Mons has a great record in this race. Uh, he obviously won it with the likes of Vautour, Duvan, Min, uh, Get a Bird. Um, obviously, hasn't won it for since Get a Bird, but I think it's... I think it's noteworthy that he sends this Dysart Dynamo here. He's, he's had a bit of a reputation uh after his two bumper wins last season, and he duly got it done at Cork. He won, won really easily there. Um, look, I just think with the most interesting aspect of this race is is the supreme market. I've, I just have this hunch that the the two Henderson horses have been a bit overrated by by virtue of the fact that a lot of Willie Mullins' horses and horses over here haven't had a chance to run on the quick ground or have been kept back, and I think this might just shake up the market. I backed Dysart Dynamo this week for the supreme on the back of uh, his entry here, uh, he'll probably end up not running there or something silly. But I think if he runs here and he wins, he'll be at least half the price for the Supreme. And I do think he can shake up the market. He was really impressive at Cork. And given Willie Mons' record in this race, Dysart Dynamo is likely to go straight to Cheltenham after this. Um, all those horses I mentioned went off favourite or second favourite for the Supreme. Uh, and this is a good race. So if Dysart Dynamo can get it done and oblige odds on, he's beaten the likes of Gilly Billy, who was 25-length winner at Chamor. Hawaii game won nicely at Nace. And Gringo Dabrell brings in that grade one form from England. So uh, he was third in the shallow. Um, so it, it, it's a good race. And I think this is the first kind of shot in anger from the Irish novice herders. Um, oh, bearing in mind, we still have Mighty Potter and the likes of them to come back out again at Dublin Race Festival. But I do like this Dysart Dynamo. So looking forward to seeing him. Um, Tommy, uh, do you share those views? 
Yeah, um, I, I think it's 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 nearly going to be a too harsh race. I think between if Willie's two do turn up, um, I, I do probably a dice art dynamo. Look, he visually impressive in Cork and what he done in his bumpers. But this Hawaii game, he done it nice and nice and nice is a good track and to win there the way he did with a tardy and he bet a horse daily present who came out with the Michael Goff school and the point of points. Um, young Joey Dunn that lives down the road, he actually won on him. Um, and he went, uh, they were upsides with another horse um, at the last that fell. And um, he's gone on, the other horse has gone on to Gordon Elliott's and he finished second to Redemption Day in Leperstown at Christmas. Um, the heart is moving, moving star, I think it could be called. Gordon has him now. So he was second to the very impressive Redemption Day um, at Leperstown. So look, the bit of form all ties in. Um, I think, yeah. Look, it'll be interesting if Willie does run the two of them because it could it could definitely turn up the supreme market. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think he's going to give if the two of them turn up that this horse is going to give Dice or Dynamo a race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's good to see quite a few uh, being talked about for the supreme. There are only eight runners remember at, at Cheltenham last March in the supreme. Uh, Barry, are you going in with the lads? We got unanimous view here. I don't like his head carriage. He's like Rona Groom after a couple of points at a wedding. Uh, Dice Art Dynamo. Um, I noticed the tongue strap has been removed. Um, Tom now, Tom, Tom, has, Tom has different views than I have when it comes to tongue straps. But, um, Depends who, are, who are putting them on, you or Rona. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been wearing tongue straps since just before Christmas, haven't you, Barry? <laughs> I, 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 I'll give you a commentary on uh, Dice Art Dynamo uh, at, um, on debut at Cork. Um, I thought the faster they went in the latter part, you know, they, they were, were they quick from three out to the line? Um, you know, when they, when they did quicken up, he jumped better. He was sloppy, um, you know, in, in the early part of the race. Um, but So I, I wouldn't worry. I think in a better quality race, he is going to probably jump better. Uh, there's just something about him, though. He doesn't fit in over two miles or, or, or two and a half. I, I don't know. I just He's not doing it for me at this point. Uh, Hawaii game, interesting, as Tom says, that they run him. Um, like his point about Nace, uh, the Paul Nolan horse um, in behind, uh, daily present. Um, be interested to see how that form lines Line, line works out. Um, I think he he warrants a step up in grade. Um, we just don't know. Like, is is there a, a plan for him later on in the season, or you know, w- will he go and put it up to Dice Art Dynamo here uh, on the visual form? Um, I think he's every chance in here, um, and uh, he might go under the radar. It's not priced up, obviously, that I can see. But uh, the other one to mention as well is Gilly Billy. Um, you know, he. he Disappointed on first run this season. Came with a big reputation, didn't he? Um, it's only one up in Tomb Bridge, though, which wouldn't mean that. It squelched a victory at Tremor, didn't it? I mean, Tremor was almost unraceable. Yeah. That horse so, he beat actually runs in Fairy House, so that'll be interesting to see tomorrow. Willie's Willie's How to Air or something. That runs on Saturday, sorry. So be interesting to see how that is. It looked distinctly Van Ordinaire. What about the rest of the Punchestown card? Um, Bob Ollinger, yes or no, Ronan? Um, yes. I mean, yes. He's going to be odds on. He's you mean he's, no? He's what he look, he's excellent. Last season, he was a bit. I thought he did, I thought he wasn't great. 
it wasn't amazing on his on his beginner's chase. I thought he was a bit screwy at some of the defences and jinked a bit. And you'd want to see him jump better now for Cheltenham here. Um, and this is a, this isn't a bad great tree at all. I mean, there's a few horses coming here. I'd imagine on, on account of the soft ground, Galliard de Maynil is a horse I like. Um, I think he could be better over further, but he was a good herder last season. Obviously, just finished second to Bob Ellinger and the Ballymore. Um, I know Barry likes Capadano, so you'll talk about him um, if he does run here. Ember and Mitchell was second to him at Nace as well. Uh, and, you know, likes a lifetime ambition in there as well. It's a good race, so I think Bob Ollinger's metal will be tested. And, um, yeah, I think he'll, he'll need to be on his A game to, to be winning here. Anything else? Punchstown? Not for me, a Punchstown. I've got an ace. No. Um, Tom, what about you? A yes or no, Bob Ollinger? Oh, 100% yes. He's, for me, he's one of the best horses in training in Ireland. Um, and Can't I can jump. see him. Ah, don't worry about that. Boys, uh, down in Goran. Goran Park's fences are like little shit brick houses, I'm telling you. I was, first time I ever rode in a beginner's chase down there, and I went to look at it, I could barely see over, and I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, I'm telling you, if you can jump around Goran, you'll jump around anywhere. Um, but I think he's one of the best best horses in training, and he, he, he'll do the business here and all the way to Cheltenham. Um, just on the rest of the card, um, just you've mentioned the... Uh, the qualified riders race the last race um and i'm sticking to home but i'm giving eddie collie's horse a good chance here if you go back don't mind his last run in the ladies race but is the run before that in punchestown um i happened to bring the horse to the races for him because eddie had runners in cork and jj slevin rode him it was over two mile five he finished fourth but he was staying if you watch him from the back of the last he stayed on really well he'd horses like fully charged alpha mix and port stanley ahead of him were three decent handicappers. Um, I don't think there's anything like that in this race. Um, and the and when JJ came in, he said he probably should have gunned them earlier because all he done was stay on. He's got a furlong and a half extra. He's won a hurdle around Punchestown. He acts well around Punchestown and jumps like an absolute stag. So I actually haven't been talking to Eddie. I don't know who rides him, um, which would mean a lot because, as we know, there's a big caliber between our good our good amateurs in this country and our book amateurs basically um but uh, if he can if he can secure a good jockey at 10 13 um i'd definitely be giving him a good each way chance if they ride him good and positive again yeah remind me of your record as a no i won't i won't go there <laughs> um barry um let's again to you bob bollinger yes or no and what else on the punch tank car um he'll have to jump a lot better don't Tom was talking about Goran fences. I thought he was a bit skewy at one or two, I must admit. Um, Master McShee obviously has done the form no harm by coming and winning a grade one. He was in behind on, on that occasion. Um, Bacardi's a decent yardstick. So, um, look, Capadano is the one I, I can't wait to see run. Um, whether he, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's, 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 there's a, It'll be interesting to see whether he actually does run. I think there's there's a, a day in mind for, for Capadano when it comes to Cheltenham. I'm trying to predict what JP's going to say now. Ronan's giggling. Um, the <laughs> other one, um, look, Bob Ballinger probably goes and wins here, but I couldn't, uh, at his current price, anti-post for Cheltenham, I couldn't be having that. Just say just... one more thing, Mike, about Punchestown. Um, that's actually a very good mayor's handicap hurdle. Um, that all class that we've been talked about a bit, Rowan McNally's goes and that. But I think um, very interesting to see Woody Mullins' horse in that. 
It's come from Paul Nichols and ran a cracker first time out. Uh, Whiskey Lullaby um, was third behind uh, Bold Getaway and I think Fame After the Glory of Gavin Cromwell's. Um, rated off 109 and I think that Guard Syndicate, uh, what's it called, the Blue Bloods, isn't it? Or something. Um, they've taken hold of that. So that could be interesting off 109, Willie Mullins. Uh, that could that could be well handicapped. Well, it's almost time for your whiskey lullaby. Um, <laughs> let me just um, uh, tell you what's coming up in the forthcoming weeks, and not to be missed, of course. Um, the entries are now out for the Grade Ones. First weekend in February is the Dublin Racing Festival, and then working backwards, the week before that, which is in a fortnight, is Trials Day at Cheltenham next weekend. Uh, wow! Although we had to try in the limit his word count uh, we could have the Clarence House at Ascot featuring Shishkin uh, Enerjamin First Flow the Rossington Main at Haydock featuring John Bond uh, Yala Enki in the richest race ever run at Taunton and of course the Lingfield Winter Million as well so it's going to be some weekend you cannot afford to miss an episode of Champ.ie it is of course available to you 24-7 after the three wise maestros have nailed their colours, trousers and their cash to the mast. And it is time for them to do so with this weekend. I'm going to have the last word and put my two in, having tipped non-runners last weekend for both nap and next best. At least I've got no explaining to do. Um, Barry Doyle, you've been last all day. You go first this time. Nap and next best of the weekend. Mm. Let's go with Nap in the classic chase, Jericholt Rocke. And that is the three o'clock, four to one, Nap. Uh, for that is a Warwick. Well, what did they say? The next best. <laughs> did they say it was Kempton? <laughs> uh, next best, uh, Mr. Vince. Hmm. Lord Baddesley. In. in the Kempton race, 350. Um, like his chances each way. Uh, plenty of juice in his mark. Right, we're going to do this then with um, Mr. Ronan Groom next. With Matt uh, Green Book in the Lanzarote at Kempton. It's the, what's the Kempton tree? Tree, uh, tree 15, is it? Two for or three? Yes. Uh, and uh, next best, um, look away for uh, Secret Sheep Keeps. Uh, runs at Fairy House in uh, Mayor's Maiden Hurdle. Uh, just going to get you a time now, I believe. It's 2.32 uh, for Henry de Bromid. I think this one could, could emerge as a one for the Mayor's Novels Hurdle. She ran really well over Christmas. She's owned by Rob Corr. Could see her back for the for the Salarina at Fairy House uh, next month. Uh, she, as I said, ran nicely on her debut at, at Leopardstown, and uh, I think she can oblige uh, Fairy House on Saturday. And Tommy Cole. Um, my nap is going to be Whiskey Lullaby in that Mayor's Handicap in Pontestown. I just think £17 for all class the last day might just start to stop her. Um, but I think Whiskey Lullaby could be winning a, a good handicap um, somewhere down the line. So he he's my, um, or she's my nap. And my next best is in the 3 o'clock in Warwick. Uh, no rematch for Evan Williams and Adam Wedge. Have another big Saturday winner. Well, I've kept my mouth shut so far, but I'll throw mine in. I'm going to nap a horse called Gliding Love in the 323 at Weatherby for Donald, for uh, Nicky Richards and Brian Hughes. And I'm going to next best something that reminds me of you three. 
a horse in the Lanzarote called Up for Parole. On which point, it is my pleasure to say a big thank you in no particular order to Ronan Groom, Thomas Coyle and Barry Doyle, the three wise men of the Champ.ie podcast. And guess what, folks? We'll do it all again next week, whether it be Warwick, Kempton, Weatherby, Fairy House, Punchestown, or wherever. Good luck with your bets this week. And remember, Champ.ie, the winning podcast. It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by a rump.